0: look at what happened with the sports betting stocks. They had a great run in 2020, and we kind of you started to see the the fuel come out of it in 2000. Really, upon probably July of last year, 2021, and you saw them kind of in a descent. We they did have a nice rebound in June, July of this year. And what really happened is I think you know um, people really wanted to get in. They got really excited about certain companies like DraftKings. But the reality is that these are big investment cycle companies right now, meaning they're pouring a lot of money into the future.
1: On this episode of Early Bird, Jeffrey Kamis, investment strategist for the iBet ETF. Jeffrey joins the podcast today to talk about sports betting stocks, including the current state of the industry in 2022, and his advice for investors. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors Stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Jeffrey, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. Thank you for coming on the show today. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks, Stephen, for having me.
1: You're very welcome. Today, we're going to talk about the iBet ETF, the uh, ETF that you're the investment strategist for, as well as the broader sports betting sector right now in 2022, as well as ETFs in 2022. Uh, but before we get to that, Jeffrey, um, let's tell the audience a little bit about yourself. What what should listeners know about you? If you could sort of describe your background in about 30 seconds or so, that would be great.
0: Uh, 30 seconds, I'm such a ham. I'd probably take way longer, but I'll tell you really quickly. I have a sports background. Um, I always had at one of the very first uh, sport, fantasy sports companies in the '90s. It was called Doctor Stats Fantasy Sports. Yeah. Really got into analytics. It's it's a great crossover for investing now. And I know the audience really well. But always, you know, had that business for 15 years and just loved the analytics side of it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm kind of a constant entrepreneur. I'm always looking at new things and and you know, uh, so I'm always open to new ideas and new projects. So that's kind of the way. You know, I've had a kind of an interesting business career. I've had a five or six different companies that I've had, and I'm operating a few right now. And and just really uh, enjoy business, enjoy learning about new things, and especially really love investing and sports and what's going on with, you know, the state of casinos and Mm. on sports betting and online gaming and all these things that are happening now.
1: Oh, yeah, it's certainly an active space, especially with uh, publicly traded companies. Um, Your ETF, the iBet Sports Betting and Gaming ETF, when did it come out, Jeffrey? Well,
0: it's only about, we came out in November of uh, last year. Mm -hmm. So it's about a year. We're going to be at about a year uh, coming up this November.
1: Okay. Um, You know, as most of our listeners know, especially those who are active in the market, it's been a very tough year. Most stocks are down. Um, And that includes the sports betting um, sector as well and stocks in that area. Um, How would you gauge the sports betting sector right now in 2022?
0: Right. Okay. So this is a great. Thanks for that question. I mean, it's a great tee up because what's really going on is, you know, they always use the inning analogy in terms of investing. Like when we were in the bull market, obviously we're not in the bull market right now. We're in a bear market or, you know, sort of a recession. Hmm. Um, But what they always say about, you know, investing is they'll be like, what are we in the seventh inning of the bull market? Uh, For sports betting investing, we're in inning zero. It's just so, I mean, it's happened so quickly. We we really only had New York legalizing in in December and January of last year. Um, we still have three huge states that are not um, where it's not legal to do online sports betting. And that's, you know, California, which has a ballot initiative coming up. And then Texas and Florida, you know, those are three huge states. I mean, when California eventually legalizes and they might not make it this year or it could, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in November. But they're, they're going to probably do over $2 billion in handles in the first month. I mean, it's just going to grow that, at that rate. And over the next three years, I just saw a report that it's supposed to triple. I think it's in somewhere in the $7 billion range for online sports betting. And the anticipate by like twenty five, two thousand twenty five to twenty six, it's going to triple that number. So it's really gr- just growing. You know, in Europe, where you know my fund has European companies, that's been ongoing for a longer period of time. That's a more mature market. Ours is very young. I mean, we're like infant, to be honest.
1: Oh yeah, it's 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 very nascent to say the least. Uh, this mm-hmm. industry. Um, you're you're absolutely correct about that. Um, but it's been a you know a, certainly a tough year. I know um, your ETF, for example, it's lost a lot of uh, value in the past year and um, since it launched. Um, what, what do you. Sort Absolutely. Of, what, yeah. What, I mean,
0: yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to step on your toes on that. I was what I would say is, you know, if you look at what happened with the sports betting stocks, they had a great run in 2020. And we kind of you started to see the the fuel come out of it in 2000, really upon probably July of last year, 2021. And you saw them kind of in a descent. We they did have a nice rebound in June, July of this year. And what really happened is i think you know um people really wanted to get in they got really excited about certain companies like DraftKings. but the reality is that these are big investment cycle companies right now meaning they're pouring a lot of money into the future uh because where this is really gonna you know people are still they're, they're going after all these new clients that are coming online it's very expensive these you know in the first year or two of this business they would talk about customer acquisition costs which I know you've seen the promos before, and some of the and it's hard to really see exactly what they are. But some of these companies will give away five hundred to a thousand in free bets. Now that's it's not really like free money, it's like lost bets sometimes. And so, how that really comes down to, I think the number is way less than it's usually advertised. at, but it's very expensive because a lot of these companies are they're in the M and A stage, big investment stage, and it's really the beginning. Again, it goes back to the idea that we're in inning zero here, and I think. As these companies digitize, this is about a digital revolution, right? Because I see the casino business as Vegas will be the destination reward. Because if you, you know, if you have these rewards uh, things, and you should, you should, if you're going to bet with a company and they had a rewards program, you should take advantage of it because they're going to fly you out, or they'll have you go to Vegas for free. And and I get those rewards because I enjoy it myself. Even my son, who bets like five dollars on the games, will get rewards from MGM. You know, so um, it's going to be everything's going to be our phone. Because that's the digital revolution in this in this industry, which means these companies will eventually have really great margins. You know, once they it's you know it's a wild west now. They're going after all these people, but they're going to have really great margins because of the of how hard is it to do this business on your phone? Not not very much, not very cost uh, intensive for them to do that. So uh, eventually, I see this maturing into a really great investable space. But yeah. we're at ending zero now.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you know you're pretty bullish long term. Um, where sure. where the industry is headed. What, what about in the short term? You know, we have some listeners, we have a lot of listeners who are, you know, they might be short term traders, they might think of their investments in, you know, the next three to six months. Well, what would you say to those investors who might be interested in this particular industry?
0: Well, I mean, I think in general, I think that we had in sports betting in general, so we have, we're gonna have earnings coming up again here. Um, in the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. And if you looked at the last earnings reports, most of these companies actually outperformed a lot of the S&P 500 companies. So what I would say is, I think this this next period for investment is gonna be very good for sports betting because I think we saw in the July move that their earnings came in really great. And now what we're getting, so we're getting some good catalysts too. We're getting, Macau just announced that they're gonna be reopening in November, which is pretty exciting. That means, you know, Macau took over as the leader in terms of betting. Uh, they were doing something like 11 to 12 billion a year, but that's that's really recessed since they've had so much restrictions. But now they're going to open up China, you know, mainland China to Macau again, which is going to really um, put them back in a good spot. So you had a lot of stocks that went down for different reasons, and and some of the ones that are heavily invested like Las Vegas Sands and Wynn and Melco, you know, they really took a hit because of uh, Macau being really shut down. And so now that uh, opening is going to create some really excitement and it's going to create some good revenue for them there. So I think that's something to look forward to. I think this next earnings reports are going to be great because I've been to Vegas four or five times in the last, um, in the last two months and it's packed. And -hmm. I think it was, you know, I think people still have money. You know, I I know we're going into this recessionary period, but I'm seeing travel is packed right now. So I'm not really seeing it there. And, And I've, every time I've gone to Vegas, it's hard to get a room. So I think it short term, it's very good overall in the market. We know it's a different story right i mean it's it's we're waiting for the yields to go down in like the tenure we saw you know we're seeing this heavy increase right so it becomes more attractive to invest in some kind of fixed income bonds and people are taking their money out of the market just because there's more fear of rates continue to go up i think in the next six months after the next six months i think we're going to settle in and i think investing will come back to normal where you don't have to be freaked out to look at your <laughs> to look at the stock market every day because I know that's the general feeling right now. Most people are just not even looking at it.
1: Well, yeah, it's it's a very scary time for for most investors. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get past the uh, the Fed's raising of the rates in that era soon. I hope so. But I guess in the meantime, um, Jeffrey, it sounds like you know ETFs generally because you know you're investing in an industry or a certain type of securities, a basket of securities. It makes it a little bit less risky, right, compared to just maybe investing in one stock at a time. Well, right. And what you're getting is, so we
0: know right now there's something like 50 to 100 investable, you know, probably traded companies all over the, you know, from US to Europe, maybe a little bit more. There's a lot of them out there and there's a lot, the space continues to grow. Um, and what, what what an ETF does, right? So a basket of stocks that represent an industry or a sector, and that's what this is. And so, you know, some people you want to bet on like one company but that's, maybe you just want the, the overall, um, you want the return of what the industry is going to do. And that's what this does. This will give you the return of the industry rather than where you make one bet, um, you're not going to, there's tons of risk in that and not being you know spread out amongst many things. So I think, yeah, it gives you a way to invest in it in a safer way.
1: Good point. When we return, we'll hear from Jeffrey about how investors should approach sports betting stocks and his outlook for the industry for the remainder of the year. But first, let me tell you where you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So, uh, Jeffrey, today we're talking about sort of the sports betting sector in the stock market. You know, you're with the iBet sports betting and gaming ETF. Um, we talked a bit about so- some of the risks in trying to be safer as an investor in today's market as it relates to sports betting, and certainly you have your ETF. Um, a few weeks ago, I had an episode where we interviewed a Bloomberg analyst, and we talked about dividend-producing ETFs, how valuable they are in today's market, um, and why it's very important for investors to consider safer investments, especially those that produce income such as dividends. I look at the sports betting sector, not just your ETF, but truly the the, the entire um, sector, the companies that are publicly traded, most of these companies are still piling up losses. They're not profitable. And the valuations are not good for those investors who, like me, tend to gravitate more towards value based investments. Um, what do you say about some of these issues in the industry right now, where we're dealing with companies that just aren't profitable or not valuable enough for investors? Are they too risky this year for investors, um, given the state of the market in twenty twenty two?
0: I think it's a good question, and I think it's fair. And I think, as I said again, being in zero, a lot of these companies haven't got to that, that point where they're you know they're making money. But I but I look at some companies like uh, a company I really like is somebody like a Boyd's. You know, people don't know who Boyd's is, right? But Boyd's is, Boyd's is the one, if you go to the old Vegas, it's Fremont Street Hotel. That's who owns the Fremont Street Hotel is Boyd's. And Boyd's is a profitable company. You know, they, they're really, they're a value stock. They're in the fund. You know, they traded something like a, a 10 for price earnings. So that would go in the Ben Graham book or that would go in the Buffett kind of trading company. And, and a lot of what's happened for some of these companies, which has been unfair, is that they're trading, they trade together. You know, so it, sometimes you like, you know, DraftKings is kind of like the bad poster p- child for a lot of these stocks. <laughs> Meaning, it, and it's like, since everyone thinks they're doing the same, they're not. Boyd's is a ma- company that makes money. A lot of these companies do make money, but there are a lot that, you know, like a DraftKings, which I think because of the way that the large media or like a CNBC talks about DraftKings, they really only talk about a couple stocks in stocks in this industry. They talk about DraftKings and Penn National Gaming. They did a little bit. You know, because of their affiliation with Portnoy and Barstool and all that, but but in terms of other, you know, what they really t- they don't really talk about these other companies like like a Boyd's that makes money or really kind of they just got at another company that got added to the S and P five hundred. That actually has a dividend is Vici Properties, which is no one knows what that is, but it's essentially they own all the land that all those casinos are on in Vegas, <laughs> and so you know that's that's one that we have in the fund that make that has a little bit of a dividend. It's definitely a value stock, and it had a nice bump when they got added to the S and P 500. If you look at their chart, you know from you know June to you know August, this thing did really well. It's it's trades a little bit more expensive. It's at a thirty but they do a uh, 30 price earnings, but it does have a 5% dividend. So that's a company I like that has that. So we have some of that in there. So getting the exposure, you do get some of that exposure, which reduces the risk. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of these companies are still growing, but the long-term investment, and if you talk about the arc or the time frame, it's five to 10 years, these companies are all going to do very well. Uh, not all of them, but, but many of these companies are going to be uh, do very well, especially with the digitization of this industry.
1: For mm. Sure, you're absolutely right. The ability to to bet on a sporting event right from your phone certainly makes it accessible for. Many consumers to participate, and that looks good for a lot of these companies in the space, DraftKings included. Uh, you mentioned the good one with Boyd before. But but I do wonder, if, if there's an impending recession, if people have less discretionary money to spend on gambling or other things, would that impact the sports betting industry?
0: I like this question. It will slightly, but you have to look at, like, if you look at the time periods over, like, history, vices are always Good. I mean, meaning they always make money. Like people, you know, if you're frustrated and and your releases maybe playing fantasy sports or, you know, placing a five or ten dollar wager, the wagers could be reduced. But generally, history shows that that maintains. You know, people want to do that. I think what people will do less is they'll drive less, to be honest, or they they won't take that vacation. But they assure will probably still put that bet in on their phone. Like the people who are like the NFL fans are so locked into the NFL. You know, they, there's people who play five and ten fantasy leagues. You know, that used to be my business. So, you know, I know that fever or that fervor that they have for that. And um, I think people will people will still bet maybe they'll reduce it. They might reduce trips. But that's not something vices generally stay even in
1: recessions. Yeah. So, uh, Those things seem to be always around those vices for sure. Um <laughs> A question for your ETF, the iBet Sports Betting and Gaming ETF. You know, I, I always wonder how um, investment managers compile their ETF. Well, what do you look at when you look at different companies to add to the ETF? Well, what's top of mind for you?
0: Well, that's a great question. And usually now in this industry, what you're looking for, and one of the things that's key about our ETF, we're the only one in this sports betting that's active. So I think it gives us the ability to, uh, and the difference between like an active and a passive ETF is maybe they'll recalculate or rebalance their positions quarterly in a in a passive one. But we actually we will trade when there's something that is a catalyst. For example, um, we we increased our positions in a lot in the China stocks because you know we're talking about opening in November, and so that's gonna that's gonna take some time to see those numbers. Probably like first quarter. Uh, you know, first quarter um, reports in in 2023, but we want to be have that exposure right now. So that's a reason. We're looking for catalysts. We're looking for mergers. We're looking for things like, you know, DraftKings, uh, really interesting DraftKings coming in, working with Amazon. And I'll tell you, that's a harbinger for a much more interesting thing that, that I'm probably one of the only people that's talking about this, but Amazon, I, there's only like three people bidding for this NFL Sunday ticket. It's a yeah. huge win for whoever gets it. But you know, AT&T had it forever, DirecTV, then AT&T bought them. And now it's open for Amazon and Apple, and Google I've heard a little bit about. Now, whoever wins that, I think 100% they're gonna have some kind of gambling tie-in, they have to. Because this is tied in all the media. If you have media, you're gonna tie in gambling. If you have sports media, I should, I should say. And you'll see it on Fox all the time. Fox promotes their betting. ESPN has been really slow to do this, by the way. Um, you know, with Disney owning ESPN, they're still feeling it out, but they are going to be doing something, probably a partnership. But um, I think that's really interesting. So those are catalysts. Those are things we're looking for. So we really look for news. I mean, what I, I'm like anybody else. I have a dashboard. I get news feeds. I try to find stories. I'm, I'm constantly looking at these stocks. I'm looking at options to put in the portfolio. You know, I have a list of, you know, the active stocks in the portfolio. Then I have a list of another hundred that are things we're looking at. And then... Also, we talk to these companies when we're in their, you know, when they get out of their quiet periods, anybody that will talk to this to to me, to myself, I w- would love to talk to you because as I tell them, I want to uh, really educate investors about what's here in the space and what the opportunity is.
1: Nice. Uh, I'm glad you, you know, you're, you're, you're in touch with where that industry is headed right now. Um, Jeffrey, what outlook do you have for, for sports betting stocks for the remainder of 2022?
0: Well, I think we're going to have, I think we're going to, we're going into earnings and that's mm-hmm. good. So I think we're going to see some nice movement upward again into earnings. And then I'd say if we get that late November rally, we're, it's still, we're still dependent. Let's face it, we're still dependent on what's going on with the Fed. You know, and when you have these Fed ch- chairs, you know, when they speak, we're getting all these mixed messages. I think that we're seeing, we're not, we don't have any stability yet in like, in like yields. When we get stability in yields, that's when stocks in general are going to do better, right? So we need the dollar to come down a little bit. We probably unfortunately need employment to go up and we probably need stability and yields. And that's what I would look for. So if I'm an investor, I'm looking at the 10 year. Now I can't predict what the fed's going to do. My guess is maybe another 50 and then a 25 hike. And then I think we're going to be cutting rates at the end of 2023. I, I just don't see, I think they're going to over tighten because I think the way that they um, calculate the whole inflation thing is so it's really crazy. I mean, you know, you look back, they look back and compare it to a year. Well, at certain point here, we're gonna get, the comps are gonna show less inflation. They just have to, mm-hmm. because when you get, when you had the big increase we had year over year, like the eight, eight to 10, whatever it is, percent or whatever they're looking at, at some point you're looking at last year's comp saying, we flattened it. You know, that's gonna happen. That has to, because all mm-hmm. you have to do is look at the old comps and then you can compare them and show, and show how now it's getting flatter. So even though prices won't significantly go down, the comps will show that they're not going up anymore. God. So that's going to happen naturally. And you can almost take a look at those reports. They're kind of hard to read, but if you go pull them, you know, they're all available. And I pulled them and looked at them. And I and I was watching this two years ago because I was, I was thinking, why are we so behind on this inflation thing? Because yields have to go up with inflation. It, it only makes sense. And so um, I think that's when you're going to have the signs where the investing is going to be good. And I appreciate specific to sports betting. I mean, markets trade the same. You know, when you're in this kind of market, everything gets sold. Um, when you when you have this uncertainty. So I do feel like we're going to have great earnings again, especially in this quarter, because we have great catalysts. Macau opening. We have the NFL. Those are great things for betting.
1: Absolutely. You know, that's
0: the that's primetime season.
1: Absolutely. Uh, should be an interesting Uh, future for sports betting including in the short term in 2022 jeffrey thank you so much for for coming on the early bird podcast before we wrap up the discussion i just have one final question and it's the most important question for today's (laughs) discussion that question for you jeffrey is what music do you put on when you want to get pumped (laughs)
0: that's a funny question you know you know what i've been listening to is a lot of like heavy guitar stuff like i love queen and sometimes and you know what i was listening to a record i had when i was seven years old ted Mm. nugent like Mm. free for all (laughs) and uh you know and cat scratch fever that makes me smile because it's funny it reminds me of playing with my racetrack cars when i was seven listening to free for all which i got for my birthday
1: (laughs) (laughs) sounds cool Thank you again to Jeffrey Kamis for sharing your insights on sports betting stocks. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.